Hey guys, hope you're well. Welcome to Inside Anna's Mind podcast. I'm in my little studio. I had an interesting morning. I felt quite overwhelmed. I felt really, really overwhelmed. I been back from Australia for over a week now and I recorded my last podcast right at the beginning and I set up some like, well, I didn't set up, but I told you guys my goals and some things that I want to work on. And, you know, in terms of getting to bed early each night, I've been pretty good at it, getting my eight hours of sleep. In fact, the other day I even had 12, but that was after my event. Um, but I really actually socialized quite a lot, which normally I expect to like work or go, go, go most days. And when I got back, it was so nice to understand that I can go see my friends and I can go be in the moment and have quality time with them. And then I had my first Anna on the Run tour stop. Um, so obviously I've done locations before for my run club, but this was the first one of my tour and it was in London and it was honestly incredible. Like it was my biggest one yet. I think there was like 160 to 180 people. I, I don't know exactly. There was 200 tickets sold out and there's obviously always a little bit of a dropout, right? Just like people not being able to make it and stuff like that. And oh, it was just magical. It was honestly magical. Um, and then obviously afterwards, like I'm always so shattered because I woke up at 5.30, was at the event for 6.30 a.m. And then I think we finished at 10.30 and I left the Gymshark store at 11.30. And by the time I got back, I was so exhausted, but I've definitely got better at understanding that you just have to write off those days and not expect anything from yourself. And so I had like one friend round and we watched a movie. Then as she went, another friend came round. He bought me some like food and stuff and we just chatted. And then as he left, another friend came round and we spent the whole evening together chatting, watching movies, etc. eating a lot of cake because Jim Sharp bought me a cake. And actually um, the company I work with, another one called Rana, they also bought me a cookie cake. So I was nicely fueled up on some cake. But yeah, and then I think Sunday, like that was a night I had, well, Saturday night I had 12 hours of sleep. I woke up and I was quite disorientated and it took me very long to do everything. I don't know if you guys find this when you have those days where you're procrastinating between every transition of things you're trying to do, whether that's get up and get ready and then you're in the car and you've got to drive somewhere and procrastinating, like scrolling. Then I got to the gym and I was like scrolling and then I went to the gym and I felt really good. Cracked out a little bit of work the next day, just like a few little bits, like nothing major. But then I found myself like scrolling again and I'm just sharing this just in case you have it because like we all have those days. And then my friends came around in the evening, which was nice. But as soon as they left, everything hit me. And like, it is so true that if we're not feeling great before something, let's say like seeing a friend or something, it can hit us after. 
sometimes like they can like change our mood but if we're still stressed out about the things we're stressed out about like sometimes I still do have it um and I felt really crap going to bed I woke up with anxiety I'm just really busy at the moment um and like today I had so many things I had to get done like it's one o'clock now but at two o'clock, I need to go to Central. I've got a meeting. Then we've got an appointment. I'm coming back with Alex. Um, I've got some work to do. I've got to clean up my whole house because I'm having a photo shoot tomorrow, like in my house. And I've got like, obviously like a photographer. I've got my gym shop manager and I've got um, a makeup artist coming. And so it's just one of the things that build up. And I know in my last podcast episode, I talked about tidying up. And I said I was doing quite well, just like after myself, after I cook or get changed or whatever. It lasted a day, if I'm being so honest. It really did last a day. Like, and it's one of those things that has really overwhelmed me. And I know how much it helps me to tidy up. But when I am busy, even if last week I was just like seeing friends and stuff, I'm still busy. And then I get tired and then I want to go to bed and I don't do it. And... It's just one of those things that have built up again and I'm just really not proud of it or not even proud of it. Like I'm going to have compassion towards myself that I've been busy, but it's just added stress, which I don't necessarily need. And then you could ask, well, has anything helped? Um, I did have therapy just now and it really did help just to talk through everything with someone. Um, And I had a little nap at the end like afterwards and so I felt just a little bit like my energy was cleared she also said that after an event when you meet so many people sometimes your little like golden energy bubble around you like you can absorb quite a lot of other people's just like energies and stuff and not in a way of like it's a bad thing it's just something to be aware of if you have something really really like there's a lot of people or you're in like a group I don't know but like you can like pick up on stuff and so I think this weekend it was almost like my energy bubble was like there was just lots of other things in my kind of like I don't know what you call it like aura I don't know like just in my little personal energy bubble like I wasn't totally like all nice and clear and like could think for myself and so everything else that was coming to me like I need to do this I need to do that felt 10 times more overwhelming the thing than than the thing actually was and that's probably why on Sunday I was procrastinating and then today I didn't actually have room to procrastinate because I had to get things done but it's why it felt so stressful now I feel better um but what my therapist did really like stress was like one thing at a time and when you have a really really busy day what has to get done today and what can be pushed to tomorrow. Because sometimes we have a list that we feel needs to get done right this moment so that you can feel at peace. But due to the amount of time you have or the amount of things you have to do, you can't actually get it all done. And so prioritizing what needs, like the next thing that needs to be done and just focusing on that. Not focusing on the fact that you have loads more other things ahead of you to be done. So right now I'm present, I'm doing my podcast and I kind of just, 
wanted to talk about a few things. Um, I had a panel talk at my London event that I was talking about and I was answering some questions and Alex just gave me the idea of like, why don't you go over some of the things that you said? Cause obviously not everyone was able to hear it. And yeah, I'm just gonna like go through a few little things. So the first thing someone asked at the event was, how do you stop yourself comparing yourself to other people? And one kind of analogy that I gave them was no more, no less. Let's do one example first. You see someone and you put yourself above them. Like, I know that could be like hard to um, not say out loud, but even just like accept that you do it. If you see someone you go at the gym and you go, oh, okay, but I look better than them. Like, so your ego gets boosted and you're like, yeah, I feel better. But what happens is, is when you put yourself or your ego above someone and allowing it to be boosted in that way, it also means that when someone is so stunning and gorgeous in the gym or at a party or somewhere else, your ego will put you below them. And then what happens is, is that you're going through life or your everyday with your ego almost constantly rattled above or below, above or below, you know, you walk into a room, oh, okay, yeah, I'm the hottest here, I'm the prettiest here. You go into another room, oh my God, I'm like, so like these people are so attractive, I'm now the lowest. Or it could be in terms of like personality. A load of people when you think that, oh, well, I'm, I've got a better personality, like I'm better than them. You go in another room with like really wholesome, bubbly people and then you're suddenly like, oh God, like these people are better than me. And that's just not the case. And so one thing I like to say is no more, no less. When you, well, this is what you should practice and this is what I've done for years. When I see someone like insanely attractive, I go, they're beautiful, I'm beautiful, no more, no less. I am no less than someone that is, you first perceive as more attractive as you or more bubbly or more wholesome or I don't even know, whatever you compare yourself to. And then that works, you know, the other way around. Really practice when you think that you are above someone. Challenge those thoughts, like, no. <laughs> what makes you more than somebody else, okay? And I find this really helps keep me stable because I'm not like adapting my self-worth based on the environment around me. And I would say like, I genuinely, genuinely go by this. Like I don't compare myself if someone has a better body or, or prettier, like, like genuinely. And I know that my past self wouldn't have believed that. Be like, how can you do that? Like everyone feels that, but it, it's not, it's not, the, it doesn't have to be the way of life if that makes sense. Like that can change. And it's so much more calming for me. And just having a appreciation for everyone is so much better. Like when you see someone so stunning, be like, wow, they're gorgeous, but so am I. Also something to note in terms of like social media, like I would be really, really careful on socials and not in the way of like getting mad at a creator if they're always posting their best angle or anything like that. Because Instagram 
is a highlight reel. And there's not necessarily anything awful with that. Like, like you have a nice picture, you want to post it, right? And there's lots of things that go into that. But I would say instead of trying to control or get mad at what other people are doing, to have an understanding that this is someone's like highlight, then that can create space. And I don't know whether it's because I'm a creator and because I'm aware of the fact that even if I'm smiling in every picture, I've still got my down days, which you guys know about because you have my podcast. But because I'm aware of that, when I see people smiling all the time, I don't even get like, oh my God, they're always happy. No, like not really. Like everyone has their own stuff going on. Same as if everyone always looks good. I don't really like take it to heart in any way because I'm aware of like how many pictures someone can take and like how many pictures I would take or something like that. Like not an obsessive amount, but like, I'll get a few little picks and pick my best one. Um, and so I would just say like, be aware of that. One thing that's just popped into my mind, and this is kind of like a little bit of a tangent, but I remember when obviously wasn't a creator and I just had social media as a normal teenager, posting for my friends kind of thing, not a massive following at all. There was a part where I would really, really only post the best pictures of me, best angles, not to the point of like, it wasn't me, but it wasn't like my absolute everyday body, if that makes sense. And where the problem lied was the fact that I felt like a catfish. And I'm really telling you now, it wasn't anything extreme. It was just like my personal opinion of like, oh, I post my absolute best pictures and then I don't even think I can live up to that. And more of the fact that like, if someone saw me in real life and saw my flaws, then I would be really, really upset, which I think what has now changed is, I obviously still post my best pics, but if someone sees cellulite on the back of my legs or textured skin, or like, I don't know, like any normal bodily things or like anything like that, I don't really care. So that's what provides me the safety of like, oh, I can just post what I want because I'm posting nice pics, but I'm still so fine with myself, if that makes sense. And also to mention now, like if you went on my, if you went on my Instagram, there'll be like bikini shots and stuff and like, it will be like, a, it could just be like a really good day if that makes sense. And like, don't think people are walking around in that exact body because it could be like the week coming off your period. It could be like, just like anything, but nobody walks around like that. So that's just something to be aware of, which I wanna share with you guys. I think also if you find yourself comparing like your body to somebody else on the internet, or someone in your real life, like a friend or an acquaintance, to understand that no amount of exercise or dieting or self-criticism or whatever like extreme journey you're gonna go on could mean that you will look like them. 
And so would you rather not have a more positive day-to-day life and feel happy in yourself than continually trying to reach something that you may not be able to reach? And not to say that like, oh, you'll never be able to look a certain way, but you never really know what someone is doing behind the scenes. And they actually might be really, really upset and down. And you know, what shocked me is when, let's say I followed like maybe fitness influencers or people on TikTok, um, just because like, or I've seen them and they've got like an insane body and then they'll come out with the fact that they have like like really bad body image or something and it just shows you that like you can look insane and then not feel it and that was exactly me like three years ago i like i was crazy ripped i was really really slim and i didn't see that like i didn't see it And so I'd rather in my day-to-day life be like happy with myself and okay with myself and be in a different body than like constantly hating it and not even seeing it. Because I think what it kind of proves is that you're doing it for other people. Like I took myself to such extremes so that almost other people could see it and other people could see it. And then I was the one who couldn't. Whereas now I just do things for me um and whether or not i don't know it's not really about other people the next kind of topic i want to go on to is like little strategies let's say when i wake up feeling anxious and i think i've talked about this before but i think it is good to like note again is that you want to almost create a list and at the beginning of my like therapy journey i actually physically wrote a list because these things weren't natural to me when I was down whereas now like I'm quite clear of in my head what I need to do but it could be things that like just make you feel good whether that's step outside do some movement listen to music have a little dance have a shower have a nap have a bath and light some candles taking deep breaths talking to a friend getting like a little coffee. I don't know if I've mentioned, but going outside and getting some fresh air. And by having this little list, depending on like how anxious you are, you can almost go through the whole list. So you could either like go do some movement, then take a shower. Oh, journaling is another one. Then you could journal. Then you could get like your favorite drink or some food. And then you could maybe see a friend or have a little bit of a walk outside, um, take a shower. I don't know if I said that, um, but yeah, I did actually. But anyways, it's going through that list and basically it's just regulating your body. It's making yourself feel grounded again. Sometimes it's really nice to have a friend that gets it and that you feel doesn't judge you because I know a lot of your friends won't judge you, but some friends won't have like the space and time to do it. Whereas other friends, do and I've always had probably one person in my life at a time where I can go to them and say I'm feeling really really anxious and they're like okay you know get off your phone go have a shower go do this and then see how you're feeling and just having someone to like hold you accountable like whether it's your best friend and you can just explain like 
maybe if you're in person, you can just explain that you're not feeling great, like you'd love a little bit of support or explain to them that going on your phone doesn't make you feel good. And so that when you don't feel good and you go like, oh, I'm really not feeling good, they can kind of go, they can learn on the way and be like, okay, well, like get off your phone or FaceTime me and clean up your place or something like that, I think can really help and has really helped me just on those really low times when you can't pick yourself back up, having someone to pick you up can really help. Sometimes when I'm really anxious, it's because I'm stressed and overwhelmed like this morning and having a clear list of things that you need to do can really help. But at the same time, it can sometimes work in the other way. And I think this morning when I was trying to organize my Google calendar of all the things I needed to do, I realized that every minute of my morning and day was filled up and it sent me into this like stress ball because I was like, oh my God, I've got no time for myself. Like this is really hard. And so I took away the timings of things, you know, when you're like nine o'clock to 10 o'clock, do this, 10 o'clock to 11, do this. That actually really stressed me out because I realized how little time I'd have. And then I changed it to just having a bullet point list on my Google calendar, like setting it as a task. And so it's like, these are the things I need to do. I'm literally going to look at one, do one, mark it off, do the next thing and do it in the list of priority and what makes sense. And so like this morning I had a tempo run. So I was like, right, I'm going to start with a run because otherwise I'm going to pop to the gym and just like move my body a little bit to get my body started. But I realized that it's probably best if I just like do it as my run that I need to do today. So I didn't need to like get up and get ready twice. So I started straight off with my run. I also knew that would regulate my system, make me feel better, make me feel more empowered in my day. And then I know that I feel quite like productive after exercise. So I went to the coffee shop and I did a video. Um, and then I had obviously like therapy, which calmed me down. And I f knew that I wanted to record my podcast in a better space. And so planning to have therapy before that really helped. Um, and so it's just things like that. And I think after this, I will actually have got, you know, most of the stuff done. I did miss a finance call this morning, which kind of like hit me in the stomach because I was like, crap, like you needed to like, my finance stuff was something that was stressing me out recently. And the fact that I missed the call, that's a little bit annoying, but yeah. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is communicating with friends, family, people around you. And I had to tell one of my friends today, like she's helping me out with work stuff at the moment. And there was just like a lot of like messages coming through and it was kind of like overwhelming me a bit. So I just like popped her a message and I was like, okay, we need to call so that we can like go through everything together and like not have so many like messages mixed up and stuff. So learning to communicate what you need um, is really important in life and just being clear with those around you. Also, if you find that I think as women, we have a tendency to feel something, not communicate and then get mad or feel resentful against another person and hold it in because communicating is somewhat hard. So you'd rather not, you'd rather they just read your imagination. And this could be towards men as well, but I am talking right now about like female to female 
female friendships um, or like a housemate or something like that. But learning how to communicate is honestly one of the most important things. I've come to a point where I actually can't hold anything in. Now I can assess whether something needs to be said or not. Sometimes I'm like, okay, Anna, like this is your stuff. But when it has caused like something inside of me, and this is with family as well, like my mum and my sister, when I'm feeling something about something between us and I don't share, I, well, it doesn't really happen anymore because it creates such an uncomfortableness within me that like I know it needs to come out because there's no way that I can run through my day with this feeling inside of me. And so understanding that as soon as you communicate, you are releasing it and it is coming out of your energy bubble. And if you continue to hold things in, you're gonna create tension between friendships, between housemates, between family. And you're probably gonna go tell a friend, another one or another family member about this person, but you're not actually going to them that's not very healthy. <laughs> like obviously to get advice sometimes, but even with that, people give advice based on their experiences. And so sometimes you actually know what's best and you don't need to go chat about friend one to friend two for an hour. And then what happens is, is that you feel like you've communicated, but you haven't actually told the person. And so it could be something like you live with a housemate, one of them's really messy, you don't communicate, you expect them to know, you expect them to know that it upsets you, all of these things, you don't tell them, you tell everybody else in your house or your family and they continue to do it and you think they're so rude and so horrible and all these things. For all you know, they're not organized, they can't keep something in their head, they forget, they weren't taught it. Like, I am messy. <laughs> I would probably be one of those people. In fact, I am. And when someone doesn't communicate it, it can actually make the other person especially when you come around to hear it from someone else, it can be quite hard. Or when you hear like really like sly comments, you're like, can you just tell me straight up kind of thing? So I just want you to be aware of that. And yeah, I've had some funny situations, like even the last couple of months, I was like hanging out with like a group of girls and boys and like me and the boys were like quite on the same level in terms of like quite chill and like, if you've got something to say, just say it. And then the girls wouldn't actually tell us what was wrong, but they would like tell each other and like, one of the boys or something and then it would like come back around to us and we're like why didn't you just say it when we're all together do you know what I mean it was stuff like cleaning up and other stuff so there's just things like that where it is actually so much easier just to communicate to the actual person or not necessarily easier but more beneficial and this is also for let's say a friend or a family member continually says things that trigger you like if you're struggling with food and they keep mentioning something or like dieting or how much you're eating or how much like whatever, it's just to sit down and have conversations with them. Friends will normally pick it up quicker. Family could take longer. So if you explain to your friend, they may have been so unaware and be like, oh God, yeah, like I'm really sorry about that. Um, or maybe not even sorry, but just like, I'll make sure that like, I don't really talk about that stuff in front of you. And that's protecting yourself when you're allowed to do that. Um, don't think that you're stupid for bringing that up. If you're struggling with something, you're allowed to like go tell someone. In terms of family, I've definitely had my like struggles. I remember like when I first went into recovery, it took me about two years for my mom to understand that if she commented about the way I looked or the food I was eating, 
that it would actually quite like it would trigger me a lot and it's not just about telling them once i had to tell her so many times in that year and you could i know the exact feeling of like why don't they understand or how do i have to like remind them so much and I remember getting comments like, oh my God, do you expect me to write a whole list down? And that's not like putting my mum down or making her a bad person. Like she's an amazing person, but when you haven't been through it, you're not aware of how much something can upset someone else. And so it was just reminding her and there were a few battles in between when I tried to communicate, but what I learned was really, really holding my ground, being like, no, this is what I need. And even if they set off a little bomb and they're like, I can't control what I say. You go, it's you setting a boundary. And you're like, okay, but this is my boundary. So we're either going to have to talk less or I'm going to have to remove myself from conversations. But this thing doesn't help me. Now my mum's pretty amazing at it now. Like she doesn't really say anything, but also I think less affects me now. And if there are comments, I just really let it pass over my head because of where I'm at. But previous in my journey, I really like needed that kind of like, silence on certain topics but I think overall like sometimes we're so scared of what people will say but the trick is is to know how to tell someone something and saying I feel can really help the conversation instead of you've done this so by going let's say you've got a friend and you go hey, this is like really hard for me to say, but I just kind of wanted to talk to you if you've got some like time to talk right now and you know, if they're sat down with you or something and go, I just feel that lately, God, let me try to think of an example that you keep making kind of like comments about what I'm eating and like the exercise I'm doing and it's not making me feel amazing. And I was just wondering, you know, if you had anything that you wanted to like talk about or say to me, or I just kind of want to have an open conversation about it. And then, you know, they could open up and be like, oh, I guess like, you know, maybe they're going through some like ED stuff too. And they're like, oh, I guess it's just sometimes hard, like seeing you always go on workouts or whatever, um, or eating certain foods. And then you can open up and tell them stuff. And then they could open up and tell you stuff. And then it just unravels into a conversation that you're actually talking about the stuff that's going on rather than like little sly comments or whether it's going to your boyfriend and going, hey, when you said this like passing comment earlier, I know it was literally a passing comment, but it did affect me. And like, it made me feel X, Y, and Z. And then it's kind of like, opening up that conversation and, you know, just communicating. I saw this quote the other day and I noted it down in my notes on my phone. And I just want to share it with you. And it says, lost on the road is to be lost in someone else's desire. And it just was so powerful. And I feel like a lot of people potentially feel that they could feel really lost on what they want to do next and maybe not realize or they are aware of it that are they living their life for someone else or someone else's desire what their parents want or what they think will impress their friends or what their school thinks they should be doing and my advice is to just come back to you and understand that this is your life and 
there is no doubt about it that there's going to be hard decisions to make and you're not always going to know what you want to do but allowing yourself to sit with yourself and understand what you really want can help but also know that even if you choose something and it doesn't work out the way that you thought it was going to do you don't have to stick with it if you decide to go to a certain university if you decide to take a certain course if you decide to move somewhere obviously there's always a few little like things that are connected with it and you know you've committed to certain things but you have to understand that life is long right and sometimes you go down one path to understand that it's not your path and instead of not doing anything, just trying something, realizing it's not for you, can be one of the best things ever because then you're so sure that that's something that you don't enjoy. And I've had a few friends recently and they're actually a bit older. So they're not in university, they're maybe like 26, 27 and confused and struggling to take the, like what to do and how to take the next step. And within that, not taking any steps. And when I was giving them advice, it was interesting because I don't know whether, like, if it's just my mindset, but for me, it was so clear on for what them to, like, for what they should do. And that is just to try. And I was like, well, then why don't you just try it? And why don't you just do this and see what happens? And they were like, one of them was so honest and was like, because I'm scared of failure. And I was like, wow. And I was like, you know, I probably have an element of that too, but I think trying things, like it doesn't actually matter what happens. And to understand where you got the perception that failure is a bad thing, whether it was a parent, a school, a sports team, anything like that, to maybe even just give it a bit of thinking time or journal time and unravel it a bit and understand that it's not your circumstance anymore and that you are a young adult that can make their own decisions or maybe a teenager um that can try things and that nothing bad will actually happen if you try something i think we're in this world with amazing opportunities and experiences and the best you can do is to literally go try and find what you enjoy, how things make you feel. It's like using your 20s as a dressing room. You know, you're just there to try things on, put it back or take it home. And I want you guys to be kind to yourself about making decisions or not necessarily being successful at something first try. And another quote that has become one of my favorites is no risk, no story. And it's so true. When you listen to like, a famous person doing a podcast or an interview, they have always got a story that they tried their brand so many times or their book or their movie or their career and it didn't work out and they had to do this and they had to do that and then it finally worked. And it's because it's part of the process. Amazing things happen when you keep trying and you keep trying. And so I hope you guys can take that on for your week. I know this episode was a little bit of a shorter one, but I would rather give you what I've actually got to say than ramble about who knows what. Um, but yeah, I'm just sending so much love. I 
have now got meetings in Central. I've actually got um, a face gym appointment later on today, um, which is like a facial, which I'm super excited pre-shoot. Um, and I'm about to dig into some cake because I'm really craving it. And yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.